What a privilege to be asked to speak tonight as we celebrate 74 years of the dynamic ministry of the Haven of Rest. Tonight's theme, Together Building Lives Through Christ, is both celebratory and prophetic. And I want to use this theme to encourage you to continue your legacy of outstanding ministry. In 2013, the American Society of Civil Engineers issued its report card for Americans' infrastructure. The report assigned grades to 16 categories of infrastructure, including roads, bridges, ports, rail, aviation, public parks, recreation, and energy. Each was assessed using rigorous criteria in eight areas, capacity, condition, funding, future need, operation and maintenance, public safety, resilience, and innovation. The nation's infrastructure received an overall grade of D+. Roads and transit fared only slightly better grades of D, and bridges received a C plus. So the next time you're driving across a bridge, no, don't go there, don't go there. Don't go there. Most of the U.S. interstate highway system was built in the 1950s and the 1960s. At that time, it was a pioneering, ambitious project designed to connect people and to drive commerce. We are still coasting on our grandparents' investments. If the United States is to continue on the path to economic recovery and remain competitive in a global world, it's time for some major renovations to our infrastructure. Evidently, a comparable situation existed in ancient Israel because Isaiah wrote in Isaiah 58:12, those from among you will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will raise up the age-old foundations, and you will be called repairer of the breach, the restorers of the streets in which to dwell. The prophet Isaiah lived and ministered in Jerusalem from the time of King Uzziah's death. It was about 740 B.C. to 700 B.C. or later. He prophesied during the kingships of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, who were all kings of Judah. Isaiah, in his ministry, emphasized the spiritual and the social. He struck at the root of the nation's trouble in its apostasy and idolatry and sought to save Judah from its moral, political, and social corruption. Touch somebody and say, background. I'm sorry, you don't touch people over here, do you? Let's go. That's all right. Take it back. Isaiah boldly prophesied the fall of Judah. However, he also prophesied that God would preserve a small remnant of people that he would use to bring about worldwide redemption of Israel. From a prophetic point of view, the 58th chapter begins a section of writing that reveals the comfort and the prophecy of Israel's future glory. Isaiah can now prophetically see the obstacles of Isaiah's restoration or Israel's restoration removed. And consequently, he reproves the hypocrisy of the nation, describes as a counterfeit that's fast as opposed to the true one, and then begins to discuss rewards of righteousness. I'm still doing introduction. Don't rush me, please. If you read the preceding verses, you will see that the rewards of the righteous are wrapped up in the blessings of Yahweh. And Isaiah states that the Lord would bless future Israel with light, which is a symbol of blessing, spiritual restoration, righteousness, protection from trouble, answered prayers, guidance, satisfaction, strength, 
fertility, fertility like a stream, and physical resurrection or restoration, rebuilding the ruins. I want to touch on just blessing number seven. Aren't you glad? I don't believe that I need to take the time to chronicle the deterioration of neighborhoods of low and moderate income people. I hope I don't have to tout the importance of affordable, decent housing in the process of lifting the spirits and the destiny of the low and moderate income people. It will be difficult to lift the spirits and destiny of those people if they don't have affordable, decent housing. Now, it's important to note that the crumbling infrastructure in Israel was a result of sin, whereas in Akron, the crumbling infrastructure is a result of many factors. But be that as it may, I don't want to center on the problem. I want to look at a solution. So let's explore and apply the truths in the verse. First, I want to consider the people Isaiah is addressing. One, the people, the culture is group-oriented, not individualistic. Uh, Sister Carla tonight tried to take us in that individualistic perspective. I appreciate that. It's not about me. It's about what God's doing for us. It's not about us. It's about the kingdom. So the answer is not about individual, but it's about groups of people. Praise God. And so Isaiah lists characteristics of the people who will be going to be instrumental in restoring the crumbling infrastructure of Jerusalem. We need those same five characteristics if we're going to rebuild the crumbling infrastructure of Akron. Those same five characteristics are exhibited by people here at the Haven of the Rest in in the past. And you will continue to exhibit in the future if we're going to continue to do the job that you have been doing, which I'm excited to be here to talk about tonight. Five characteristics. Number one, I'm in the text. If you don't know where I am, it's Isaiah 58, 12. Those from among you. The problem of crumbling infrastructure is being addressed by people right here in this room. And I pray that others will learn of your ministry and become involved so that they may become a part of the solutions because you are either a part of the solution or you are part of the problem. Those who are interested in people, number two, if the problem of crumbling infrastructure is going to be solved, it'll be solved by those who are interested in people. We are not ultimately interested in fixing public services and systems, but in people that will be served by those systems and services. People are valuable and relationships are everything. Now, when I say that, people are now, after, after 43 years of ministry, are starting to throw that in my face. When they don't get what they want out of me, they say, and remember, relationships are everything. And what they think I mean by that is you ought to be codependent and do what everybody wants you to do. But that's not at all what I've ever taught. Relationships are everything doesn't mean being codependent. It means that relationships are the informational, metaphorical, narrativeal, dramatic key of information, integration, and instinctualization of biblical truth when you read through the Bible. Think about that tonight. You have to ask your neighbor, what did he say? (laughs) The next characteristic of those who are going to be instrumental of those who are motivated by God. If the problem of crumbling infrastructure is going to be solved, it's got to be addressed by those who are motivated by God. There are many motivations to help people, but the only lasting motivation is going to be that God is sending you. People are motivated by many things, but those who want to help people need to be motivated by God. It is God who impassions us to genuinely care about people. Number four, those who believe that righteousness is more than an inward disposition. If the problem of crumbling infrastructure is going to be solved, it's going to be addressed by people who believe that righteousness must have a practical application. People that believe that an inward disposition must manifest itself in an outward concern for justice. 
Righteousness and justice are often used interchangeably, and righteousness is more, we think, of an inward concept of morality, while justice is more of an outward demonstration. Although the coming of the Reformation, who um, those from the Reformation were responding negatively to Catholicism, have given a juridical and a legal definition to the term. When you read the Bible, those terms are not legal. They're relational. They're about having right relationship with God. They're not about legal stuff. So I need you to notice a couple of things. And remember, I got a captive audience. You've already eaten. I got you now. If anybody should go to sleep, wake them up. I want you to look at the project. The people who have these five characteristics are going to be instrumental in shoring up this infrastructure by taking two major actions. Number one, they will rebuild the ancient ruins. When God's people pursue righteousness, he blesses them to rebuild ancient ruins. And the ancient ruins were once the foundations of civilization, of purpose, of life. As the people of God, as ministers of the haven of rest, you are rebuilding the ancient ruins for people who have experienced devastation in the present that extends from their past. If there's anything I've learned in my, I, he, uh, uh, he said I'm not gonna tell my age, but I will. In my 65 years, I've learned that home of origin issues and stuff that happens in the past is still affecting the day. That a lot of stuff that I thought was gone and I was over and I had left behind pops its head, rears its ugly head in the here and now. I see some heads going like this. You, you could even say amen if you want to. Okay, when you go back to your church, don't try it. But you can do it here tonight. You are building the ancient ruins of religious life and civilization. Another part of the project says they will raise up the ancient foundations. Isaiah could have had in mind more than physical foundations. He could have had in mind the foundations of culture, the foundations of people, the foundations of humanity itself. Therefore, when we are being used by God to raise up ancient foundations, we are rebuilding the spiritual, cultural, physical foundations of the people of all nations, all ethnicities, all tribes, all languages, and we must remember Remember, to help any people is to help all people. So I'm glad tonight to be a part and to come to celebrate uh, a ministry that is helping all people. Because all people need that kind of help. I want you to give the Haven of Rest a hand clap right there. <laughs>